Blog Talk Radio. The Dr. Trevisha Williams Show. The Dr. Trevisha Williams Show. Research shows that women cope with stress and pressure better than men. However, they could still use help managing everyday tension and worry. Joining me to talk about ways that women can manage daily stress and remain calm under pressure is Patricia Stark. After overcoming her own lack of confidence as a young woman, she went on to help thousands of students and clients find their voices and abilities and make those methods available in confidence. There's all kinds of reasons to remain, that for, for the need to remain calm. Examples include the death of a loved one, there's, there's negative reasons, divorce, loss of job, uh, increase in financial responsibilities, getting married, even happy occasions, uh, you have to remain calm, getting married, planning a wedding, uh, moving to a new home. There's all kinds of reasons for a need to remain calm. So when did you discover that there, uh, this was a real problem, real issue that, that people needed a method to deal with? Well, working with so many clients and students over the years, whether they were preparing for a speech or going on a job interview or maybe having to go in front of the camera like many people suddenly had to do with the pandemic and operate over Zoom or virtual settings, being in the spotlight or doing something that we haven't done before can really throw us through a loop. And most of my clients over the years wanted to certainly come up, show up confident, but even if they were an expert or a CEO or someone that was very confident, they still could get stress and anxiety and, and lose that calm in high stakes or high price situations. And you named a lot of situations that would throw anybody through a loop at any point in our lives. And it's very easy to lose that calm, especially as women, we're multicasting, we're juggling so many things. We're usually that middle of that wheel and all those spokes of the lives of all the people around us. And we're the central thing trying to keep it all together. And, you know, frankly, it's just not easy to remain calm. So we have to really focus on how our body's feeling. What are the thoughts are we telling ourselves? How are we launching into our day? Are we, are we, you know, letting our day run us or are we running our day? So this seemed to be a general theme that was coming up constantly and that's why I decided to mush those two words together, trademark them, and start training and coaching under that hybrid of calm and confidence. Oh, absolutely. You said it so well. You know, in your book you talk about those everyday circumstances in which, in which people need and actually need a mindset uh, to remain calm. What are some of the strategies that you focus on in, in helping people to achieve that? Yes, there's four pillars of the book, and the first section is everyday confidence because beyond that, whether we're talking about you know grit and resilience or communication skills or the natural remedies I eventually get into, our baseline is you know how do we show up every day? How do we manage those day-to-day stressors of life? and the things that can, you know, get us crazy or throw us off our game. And many times it really starts with how do we launch out of bed in the morning? What are those things that we start our day with? Are we immediately grabbing our phone and getting overwhelmed by emails and bad news or Twitter or watching other people's lives on social media? Or are we getting up and the first thing that we are saying to ourselves is, okay, what do I have to be grateful for today? 
how am I going to step into my day and how am I going to control the way that I show up and the way that I speak to myself? Because a lot of times we don't even do that. We get up, we shoot out of bed, and we're, you know, trying to get a million things done without even taking a breath for ourselves to center ourselves, to try to clear our mind, quiet our mind, and even when the bad stuff happens, and it will, and it happens to all of us, how do we still say, okay, what's going right? What is still good in my life? What is still something that I can be grateful for? Let me take an inventory first, and then it's a lot easier to deal with what's coming the rest of the day. I, I have to agree, total, totally. I mean, I was talking to someone about that the other day, about the need to just you know, start your day out on the right foot, the need to have that me time just to get self together. Uh, and it just it sets the rest of your day. It really does set the tone for the rest of your day because if you start out calm, you're you're in a better mindset, frame of mind, to manage the, the things that are thrown your way every day, the both the expected and unexpected things that are thrown your way every day. Now, another thing you focus on is self-care. But how can women practice that self-care every day in their lives and, and incorporate the calm for this? <laughs> I mean, really, going back to the foundation of what we started with, and I know that there's some people saying, oh, yeah, real easy to have me time in the morning when my house is a disaster or, you know, everybody needs me first thing. It doesn't take long. It can take five minutes, ten minutes. It can take two minutes. Just what's the greatest gift that we give people in memory is a moment of silence, right? But how yes. often do we give that gift to ourselves? So mm. just go somewhere. Start your day alone, out of your room. Go into a closet if you have to. I don't care where you go or maybe it's the shower or, you know, go around into the backyard, wherever you live, out on the porch, and just catch your breath and clear your mind, and that's part of self-care. You know, meditation and prayer are self-care. It's the yes. way that we go internal. It's the way that we get straight inside first because everything stems from there. You know, disease, disease is really two words, dis-ease. So mm -hmm. when we're not at ease, self, you know, self-care is kind of hard to do because that's when things can go awry. And it's not over-drinking, not over-eating, trying to get good sleep. I mean, these are all things that we all hear. We know this. Balance. But we don't do them. You know, we no. put everybody first, and we, you know, want to do the things for people that we love. We want to do the best we can for work and things like that. But, you know, it's that same analogy on a plane. You've got to give yourself oxygen first before you can help anybody else. So if you're not doing those little things, even if it's just sitting for a few minutes, Control your breathing. Say to yourself, hey, you know, how am I feeling right now? Are my shoulders up around my, my ears? Am I clutching my hands? Am I gritting my teeth? Am I in this stress type of place? So, so control your body. Be aware. Right. Control your breathing. And then say to yourself, you know, what's the story I'm telling myself here? Am, am I speaking kindly to myself? Or am I really beating myself up and, and thinking about all the negative things or worrying about what could go wrong? Or am I taking that moment of silence to say, no, here's what I want to have go right today. Here are the things that are coming up, and I'm going to take a few minutes to prepave and visualize this is how I'm going to show up today. This is how I would like things to unfold. This mm -hmm. is how I'm going to talk to that boss today. Or this is how I'm going to handle this confrontational phone call today. To be able to have a game plan ahead of time 
So even if things don't go perfectly as planned, you're still in a much calmer, better place to handle what's thrown at you if you do what's called pre-paving. And that goes a long way for self-care. Absolutely. So well said. If you prepare in advance, you are better prepared for things that come your way. I love Benjamin Franklin's announce that prevention is worth a, a pound of cure. I use that all the time. And so that's a preventative measure, you know, just being prepared for today. It's, it, it's a preventative measure for staying calm and being able to handle things that come your way, even, you know, things that, that you don't anticipate. Okay. Another thing that you talked about in your book is re- resilience comes for this. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what, what that's all about? Yeah, you know, I think that when we get knocked down, something bad happens to us, someone does something that we couldn't control, whatever it is that makes us feel like we're in a, a deep or dark place, you know, that sometimes is the time when self-care goes right out the window because yes. we're doing things to make ourselves feel better, we're self-medicating with food or drink or, you know, all kind of things, and then we end up making things worse because now we feel worse. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's about, okay, you know what, when I need to find my resilience and find my grit and get back up on my feet again, sometimes the first thing that we have to do is retreat, pull back, say no. Take care of yourself. You know, go do what you have to do to find your peace, to find your, you know, whether it's grieving, to, to go through what you have to go through to pull back from things so that you have that moment to take care of yourself so that then you can reemerge with a full cup or, or with force or with, you know, more, you know, inspiration or insight or wisdom from what has happened. And, and you know, Great from what is going on. Absolutely. I mean, and it's so hard, Patricia, you know, the world that we live in with social media, everything, you know, so, you know, respond instantly, do instantly, and it's so hard for people to think that, even conceive that they can shut it all down, unplug from it all, and decide that, hey, I need this time for me. I'll come back stronger. I'll come back better. I'll come back more able to, to serve and, and be and do things. Uh, in a stronger way. Uh, it, it, it's, it's much easier said than done. How do you help people get there? How do you help people get there? And uh, just understand the, the power of unplugging, the power of shutting things down, the need to do that, not only the power of it, but the need to do that. Right. So to, to give yourself that gift to yourself, to do what you have to do to feel right again, to feel you know, that you've got some sense of not control, but that you are doing what you have to do to take care of yourself and feel like you trust yourself again to manage the situation moving forward. And while that alone time is really important, it's also important to reach out to people that are going to build you up, not knock you down, that are going to be there to support you, have some kind of a team that you surround yourself with, mentors, like-minded people, and professional help if you need it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with reaching out and getting perspective from someone else, getting a meditation, a medication if you need to that's going to absolutely. help you. Absolutely. Know, that definitely needs to be destigmatized. It's the oh need for mental health uh, help with, and just the, the need to, to ask for help. Women have such a tough time asking for help, you know, for, you know first and foremost, and then mental health. Help is just really tough because there's there's still unfortunately so much stigma associated with it. But 
we all have a need to remain healthy mentally, uh, whether there's some, you know, known problems or not, or things that we're it's dealing with or not. We all need to stay healthy mentally, and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that yeah. and, and getting help to, to do that. And reaching out because so many people have been isolated, especially during the last two years, for a lot, so many reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and if we're not completely isolated, we are certainly not traveling in the same circles and being out in the world the way that we were. And there's a, definitely a lot of COVID PTSD going on right now. I talk to so many clients and students and people about this. Like people really are affected still by what we've all gone through over the last two years, and we really need to cut ourselves some slack. Be kind to ourselves, be kind to others, to know that everybody is struggling with something no matter who they are. And I find that usually the people that are the most agitated or the most, um, you know, outwardly not being kind are usually the ones that really need people the most and, and really need oh. to, to work things out and, and get help from others. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned that, you know, there are people that are still suffering uh, with so many issues behind the pandemic. Uh, I took a loved one to the doctor uh, here recently, and the doctor was complaining. About, I noticed he had grown a full-fledged beard and mustache, and I said, "Oh wow, you got a new look!" And he says, "Yes." He says, "It's the pandemic." He says, "I am just so depressed." Uh, he says, "I'm so depressed," and it was interesting to hear him admit that. He says, "I'm so depressed. I've lost people in my country. I'm still, you know, I'm having to wear this mask." 15 hours a day, and he says, I'm basically breathing, you know, junk uh, because I can't breathe, you know, have a, a healthy exchange of, of, of clean air for 15 hours a day. He says that that just had him in a very depressed mode. And so it is very, all the more important than, uh, for the need to practice confidence and realize, just really realize that there's a need for you to do that. I mean, that awareness is always the, at least fifty percent of the of, of the health is yeah, that sure. it's, it's just and, being aware. Yeah, and you and you had a great example that by talking to this person, they open up to you. Like it's amazing when you start talking to people about how you're feeling and what we've all been going through. People really want to talk. They really want to open up. You know, and as soon as you mention that you're struggling with something and you're willing to be vulnerable, all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like you didn't realize people were going through what they were going through, but they open up if you open up. I, you know, you've covered some really important topics, uh, points about being, remaining calm and the need to, just first and foremost, realize that, that that you have a there's a need to be calm, and there's a method in your book. And so, uh, Patricia teaches methods for remaining calm every in everyday life in her new book, Confidence. You can learn more about Patricia at patriciastark.com and confidencebook.com. Patricia, is there something anything else that you want to add to our conversation today? I think I'll just uh, end with something that I really like to talk a lot about is that we all have an inner critic and an inner coach. It's like that angel devil you see in movies and television shows. And, you know, they both can't talk at the same time. So you get to choose. Am I going to listen to this inner critic that's really just the scared child in the back of my mind that is trying to protect me but really is not doing the right thing? Thing by me, or am I going to talk to myself as my best inside coach? And watch how you talk to yourself, because usually we don't speak very kindly to ourselves. When you talk to yourself, 
think of how someone who helped you through something or how you would help a friend deal with something, what would you say to that friend or that loved one that you cared about? And we should all aim to try to talk to ourselves in that same way. And so much of that inner talk affects everything else that we do externally. And that's one of the best places to start for any of us and to be kinder to ourselves. I love it. Yes, self-talk is everything. Thank you so much for joining me, Patricia, uh, for this broadcast. It's been amazing. Uh, you shared some powerful things, and I want everybody to go to Amazon.com. It's got some great reviews already. And uh, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books, and get her book, Confidence. Thanks so much for joining me today, Patricia. Dr. Williams, thank you so much. Wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it.